I'm recording. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And today we are going to be your audio tour guides into the Odyssey that is season six, <laughs> episode, oh, don't know what number. Six. Uh, six, uh, the Dover yeah. test, Whew. indeed. Ooh. Feels like it's flying by. It, it's almost like it's flying by. Uh, <laughs> let us sing to get into yeah. things, into the wing. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm ready. Fine time for me to remind people that we don't record this to actual audio of the song. I feel like every episode we need to remind people. I also agree. We are not that bad. I mean, we are that bad, but no, you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm kind of feigning being bad because I do have a degree in musical theater, but I'm just gonna leave that behind. I mean, how else do you become a podcaster without a BA in the arts? I do not have a degree in musical theater. I know you probably couldn't tell. <laughs> hey, you your... hear me sing and think, wow, she must have gone to school for that. Your, with your, shimmer, your shimmering personality, though, would lead someone <laughs> to believe that you got a little bit of theatrical flair. So, That's true. Uh, speaking of it's all uneducated. theatrical flair, there's really no segue there. Um, no. Let's do a quick TikTok re- recapping what happens in this episode of The Dover okay. Test. I have to say, though, since we were talking about musical theater, I was in a production of All Night Strut when I was in college, just like this musical theater review, lots of songs from the 1920s. And there was a song called The White Cliffs of Dover. And that's what I kept thinking about throughout the episode was that song. So it all ties together. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) You want to do our TikTok for us? Uh, Sure. So we've had our first uh episode well i shouldn't say first there is an attack on the peacekeeping troops in the middle east that bartlett set up obviously so this is kind of a nightmare for the white house and so we're dealing with that with the fallout of that a lot president bartlett is trying to get in touch with the father of the of the uh fallen soldier and it does not go well so they're trying to deal with that also, CJ and Toby are sort of going back and forth on the press secretary situation yeah. and just, you know, whether CJ's overstepping her bounds. So we get a lot of good we get a lot of good stuff from that. Josh is running around being a dummy and <laughs> also being a dummy with Donna things, but also oh, heck he yeah. is trying to figure out this Santos situation because Congressman Santos, who we met previously, is he doesn't want Josh doesn't want him to leave and Santos is trying to do this bill as like this one last thing on his way out, and I don't know. Patience so he's, bill of he's rights. Mm-hmm. yeah, the patient's bill of rights, and so he's Josh is very against it, and it's just I don't know. We'll we'll get into. There's a lot more detail to get into there, but um, it's it's so fun. We haven't gotten to talk about this yet, so and Leo's still healing, so yeah, we haven't yeah. we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> this is our first time making a podcast. <laughs> I know. What what part were you I guess let's start with broad strokes. What how did you feel about the episode as a whole? I liked it. Really? I I approve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, this one was. <laughs> <laughs> this one was it just written... depends on like what mood I'm in when I watch it. I don't know. I, I like. The I think so too. I think because you're not sick right now. And you're yeah, like, that's generally happy. So I feel true. like yeah. you maybe are wearing rose-colored glasses with it. I think it's it's an it's a decent episode. It's written by Carol Flint, uh, who's a writer and producer on the fifth and sixth season. She also wrote A Good Day, which is season six, episode seventeen, which I like a lot more. And this episode was directed by Laura Innes of ER fame. And I It's not a bad episode, and obviously this is all on a sliding scale because I personally could never write a West Wing episode, but there was just something I didn't... I think I'd never like when CJ and Toby are at odds. I don't really like interpersonal conflict. I like drama, so I don't mind when You don't like interpersonal conflict in general, or you don't like... Probably. Specifically with them. (laughs) Um, No, in general. I, you know, I didn't like when Bartlett was getting down on CJ uh, in the last episode or in the one before. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I, yeah, pretty much any time there's tension between our staffers, I don't – and it's stressful to me. I don't like watching hmm. it. Um, and I don't know. It, it was fine. Uh, I, I think my favorite parts of the episode would be um, the, Matt Santos. So do you want, do you want to start there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten to talk about Matt Santos yet, and I love him. So I love everything about it. I mean, I one of my one of the questions I had when I was watching this was like, were they trying to, to pass this off as like a surprise or like you didn't know where this was going? Because like as soon as they – pretty much as soon as they introduce him, you know – like I knew he was going to be Josh's guy. Like I, you could see the setup. And I'm not – you know, I'm not like some sort of storyline savant, so it's not like – Oh, I knew what was going to happen. Like, do you think that people didn't see that coming? I just ask because they draw it out for a few episodes of, like, Josh sort of realizing, like, hmm, I like this guy. But, like, they, you see that set up the whole time, right? They do They do tease it out for a bit, but I feel like it's kind of a trust thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, if he's going to become this major player, I think you need to give people time to see his character and see why he's so engaging. So That's true. That I don't sense. think it was very an attempt to veil it by any means. I think it was let's, more just like a get get used to Matt yeah, Santos, okay. which hey, That's true. I don't let's, mind. Let's break this down. Why is he so engaging? I don't. I can't put my finger on it. I've never I, been able to put my finger on why I just he's so adore charismatic. Him. My, he's so charismatic. One of my friends started watching, and and she she <laughs> she's in season seven now, and she just stopped watching because she doesn't want it to be over. Uh, but Heard. in season six, she said something about it and she, she said something about Matt Santos coming on and I was, I was just like, oh, I love him. And she was like, I don't, I don't know. And then like a few episodes later, she was like, yeah, I love him. And it's not, I don't know. He, he's so charismatic. He's, he's got just, gravitas. He's, yeah, he's, he's just very like, human. He's very human. He, yeah, he's, you feel like you could sit down and have a beer with him, but like at the same time, he's so well-spoken and so intelligent and, and passionate idealistic a, a captivating person mm-hmm. uh, or char- actor and character i think that he's so the character is so well written because he's not it's so easy to idealize these characters or to write this like you know oh this is my dream character of who would run for president and blah 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 mm-hmm. but he is so human and and i don't know yeah i just all around thumbs up for matt santos yeah, it was such a surprise. It was such a surprise when he when 
he was the one that came into the story because he yeah. really carries he and and Josh and and the you know campaign carries mm-hmm. us through the end of this series. So yeah. it's a it's a big passing of the baton. Now obviously we still have right. Bartlett and everybody else, um, but it it really becomes a, about them. So yeah, it was a it it's big shoes to fill. Absolutely, he he just does it. It's so wonderful. I wonder if they. I'd be interested to know if they sort of just felt that out, uh, like how it went, uh, you know, sort of how they did with the Josh and Donna storyline, but just. Because they could have toned it down more. They could have had the campaign be more of a a side story. But I wonder if they just, once they introduced him and saw how well he and Josh are together and how well the storyline does, I wonder if that's what made it, if that's the reason it it sort of takes a front seat um, in the in the next season or two. Because yeah. it's just I'm hard sure. to deny his his like presence and and I don't know. But you got to love everything that comes along with the upcoming campaign because then you get yeah. all of the strategy and the, you know, being I two steps it. ahead and all the electoral math and all that nerdy mm-hmm. stuff that we find so endearing. Also, yeah. as a caveat, I went and saw the movie Miss Sloan last night with Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah. Not with her. I mean, she's in it. We're not friends, <laughs> but I wish we were. Um, and I, I it thought it was even better than I was hoping it would be. So if you like you know politi- she's a political you know she's a power broker in washington so uh yeah. some of you might not like it but i thought it was better than i expected i was thoroughly entertained the whole time so put that on my list um let us talk about let's talk more about josh because okay. aside from trying to get uh matt santos to keep uh to stay in the game because he is such a a, a political juggernaut I mean, he's really just savvy. He knows what he's doing. Not knowing what they're doing. Joshua Lyman. Yeah. You do not. <laughs> First of all, he was he's completely acting like a sixth grade boy. He may yes. as well be like 100%. pulling on her pig kills and like throwing tape at her hair. Because honestly, could not be more juvenile. I, I mean, hated it. She was on the phone. I hated everything about it. We know he's stunted and like we know he's emotionally not, you know, there. But this just felt like, I mean, he does still have, he is a little bit smooth. Like, he does have some realm of like, reference yeah. for relationships in general. Like, Remember when Amy Gardner he, was it a was thing? Just, like, he was an adult. Yeah, like, right, right. Yeah, I just thought it was way over the top. The whole, like, you know, I don't know, like, not getting her wine or something. Like, I thought that was a good, yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. That was a good little storyline. But then hanging up the phone and like the comment about the flowers and like the hanging up the phone thing that just it felt so rude to me and especially the no means no thing it felt so rude that it was no there was there was no way to believe that josh wouldn't have seen it as rude like i could not buy that he didn't know that was a stupid thing to do like the flowers she got flowers and he like read the card he said oh i thought they were for me (laughs) i can see that because he you know she's his assistant and it's kind of in the area i can see where he could justify that i can never see justifying hanging up on someone and of course he just assumes that it's college but one thing i did like about that storyline was i liked um, I liked Donna's reaction to things. I liked to things. Like, I liked when he didn't get the wine and she sort of looked like, this guy doesn't think about me. I don't know. I just, I thought we could, like, kind of see her realizing 
she doesn't seem to find him as endearing anymore or as she doesn't seem to find his little quirks charming as much. She sort of seems to be realizing like, wait a minute, this is stupid, you know? So I liked that. It's been a long time since we've seen her kind of thinking that the sun rises and sets with him. You know, I feel like it, the last time we saw that was when she was in CJ's office wearing that blue dress and CJ asked, like, you know, if yeah. she's in love with him or whatever. Yeah, I mean, obviously she's been through a lot. And I like getting to see more of Donna processing what she went through in Gaza in this episode. I just wish that we had more lighthearted things for Donna to deal with. It's been a while since she's had something fun and frothy, I think. I agree with that. Um, So other things we've got more strife with cj and toby which we alluded to earlier and i feel bad for toby because he was just getting better at being the interim press secretary or at least briefing the press right i feel a little bit bad for him in that sense but we do know it's got to set up a different storyline like he couldn't have become the press secretary so that makes sense I, I, know. I really enjoy the CJ and Toby story in this episode. I like the conflict. I think I think because they know each other so well and, like, they are both so intelligent that, like, they argue well. And, like, the things that they argue about, I don't know. I just find it so interesting. Like, I find it that dynamic because we see them be flirty and we see them, you know, as they usually are on a day-to-day basis. And so to see them in this in this type of situation is a little more interesting to me. And you, and they both respect each other so much and like they value the other's opinion so much that the arguing carries that much more weight, if that makes sense. Uh, like, you know, CJ doesn't want Toby to think she's doing a bad job and Toby doesn't want CJ to think he's doing a bad job. And I just, I don't know, I thought it was fun. And then to see them sort of fight it out and work it out and towards the end, it just, it was rewarding and it was, fun to watch and I don't know I just obviously we don't want it all the time but I I enjoyed it I thought it was great yeah and I understand it I I get it especially (laughs) that that tug of war when friends change jobs and authorities and different you know they're also operating in different areas so it wasn't just like CJ's relating to him and he's doing his normal you know communications job like he's in her area so everybody's kind of shifted around so it's just kind of weird but it is weird another thing that's weird is i get toby is a curmudgeon and we talked about him doing the press briefings and things in the last one but there are certain things he would get because he's the communications director like the like the whole uh when you say casualty don't say first yeah which i love because that's some of that you know the nitty-gritty that we were talking about changing one word makes a difference but I think that kind of thing he would he would know. So yeah, it's a little odd to see him so out of his element. Yeah, that felt odd to me because I definitely felt like he that's something that I felt like he would have said to her. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. uh or when oh when when he says when they're arguing in her office and he says, Are you questioning my loyalty? Ooh, Ooh yes. I loved that. Those yes. are the kind of things I like. I thought that was oh man, I just love that. That I did like. And her her saying the whole yeah, that whole conversation, because when she's like because basically, so in the press briefing, he essentially lets his opinion come out about the clo- they closed over to uh the press, but the coffin's coming home, they make that a closed event, and he essentially lets his personal feelings about that out Mm -hmm. and so when they're arguing about it later which throws them under the bus a little bit and when they're arguing about it later she says i bury my opinions out there every day 
And it was just so, I don't know. I just, I really loved that. Um, I loved that whole argument. And then later, that's when it leads to the, are you questioning my loyalty? So, I don't know. Oh, just so good. So, so many good arguments. <laughs> Way to argue, guys. Way to go. Yeah. But then we do realize that she is micromanaging. Or at least that's what Toby thinks. Yes. I, would right. you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Which it would be, it would be hard to leave that position at all. Something you've done and done well for so many years. But it would be even harder to leave it if it was not adequately build after you <laughs> like sure nobody is doing the job well it would be different if it was like okay here's my great replacement and I feel better about it now and I'm leaving it in these capable hands sure but it's not like that at all it's also Toby it's one of the a curmudgeon it's one of the toughest jobs out there so yeah. it's hard I mean even oh, though he yeah. is an insider and knows what's going on and knows the general you know, way that the the role works. He still hasn't done it himself for it, more than a month. So, even with a little Annabeth's shots help. So, yep. Anyway, uh, what else? What else should we talk about? Um, Charlie, Leo, more of Leo. Let's talk about Leo. Yeah, let's. Well, there's so much to talk about. Um, Leo, I don't like it. It makes me sad. It is That's sad. <laughs> Him, like, not, you know, like, hiding things from his nurse. I guess it makes me happy at the end when she brings her kid and it's sweet and Leo has a sweet moment. Like, that makes me happy, but the beginning of it, I don't like. What part of the beginning are you talking about? Not I don't like, but, like, it make, it bums me out when he, like, when he's, like, going for his little walk and he gets to the stairwell and he's just, like, huffing and puffing and it's just, it's a bummer, man. It's not yeah. good. But I do, I just like seeing a different side of him you know because for so many years we've only seen him really in this one light and sometimes he's comedic and sometimes he's stoic and dramatic but like we rarely see him this human side of him you know we we got a, a yeah. brush of it in the first season when jenny left and then we get a brush of it here or there so i just like yeah the, you know the kind of different colors that they're painting with with the um i do too it's part Definitely. of the storyline but I love that he yeah, gets dressed like, up to wander the halls. Yes. Cufflinks and yes, all. Yes, I do too. And I like that he um I don't know, I like that I, I like that we've talked about this before, is that it's always good to me when they are continuing a storyline. So like watching him, if they'd just been like, Oh, Leo had a heart attack and now that's over and here we are. But I like that we're watching him struggle with this and like where do I go from here and what do I do from here and how does this affect me? And I think all of that is interesting. So I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, and it was it was embarrassing to see him approached by his like nurse's aide, home health aide, while he was being basically propositioned for a job, which right. directly related to her and where she came from and her her story. Um, but just mm -hmm. to see him needing to be taken care of is just it's hard because you know how fiercely independent that he is, and I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, am I crazy and yeah. kind of wanting something romantical to have happened with them, Leo and his nurse? Uh, I kind of wanted that. They definitely a little bit. They definitely framed it where there were shots of him like just looking and taking her in because she's a beautiful woman, especially when yeah. she comes back wearing her full um garment. That was just oh yeah, yeah. I think that there was a touch of that, which. You know, I just like that for Leo. He doesn't have a lot of human storylines, you know, relational storylines. Yeah. You know, with Bartlett, you get the family 
you know, we get all the daughters and, and Mrs. Bartlett and then Josh, you get Donna, even Charlie has Zoe. Leo just, you know, works a lot. I agree. It's an, just another element to him. I like that too. What else? Charlie. Let's talk about Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie's looking I for a new Charlie. office. He's, uh, yeah. he's moving up in the world or, or laterally. Charlie I'm and not Margaret. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The Charlie Margaret scene was delightful. The hundred step scene. Yes. He has to have an office that's <laughs> she, within her hundred step realm. I forgot what they were doing at first and she was counting steps and I was like, is this just like, is she OCD? Is this like the old school Fitbit? I don't like, <laughs> what's happening. And then I remembered. But yeah, that was fun. Of course, any scene with Margaret is delightful. So yep. right with that. And Charlie. It's, too, it's just, yeah, that's a recipe for success right there. Oh, um, and even she doesn't want him to sit with the other deputy assistants and he's like that's ridiculous and that's where he ends up sitting and I like that I thought that was fun yep and uh, we even get a scene with Debbie so we get a little Charlie a little Margaret and Debbie yeah. where she yep. has to place the call to the father of the fallen soldier who didn't <sighs> want to talk yeah. to Bartlett and that like ugh, that scene just rips you yeah. up and her face in it is just yeah. it's priceless so. Yeah, it, that's that one's a tough one because you just you can't help but like empathize with her and just be like, this must be the work, like this must be the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, not the hardest thing to do, but it's a very hard thing to do. And do all presidents do that? I'm not a hundred percent sure, actually. I wonder how many pres like when presidents started doing that, and if all of them have or. I mean, it Surely seems it varies like during war times because, yeah, if there's like thousands, could you call that? Yeah, could you call that many people? Um, I, that's something I'd like I'm to. Pretty look sure up. they send letters at least. Mm-hmm. I and I wonder I'm how many sure. people like the father of the soldier have turned down a call from the president because that, they were so grief stricken and angry and. Yeah, that yeah. was my question. Was like that has to be maybe that's why she says she hates those calls because at first I was like. All you have to do is, like, say, here's the president. But maybe that's why she hates him. I wonder how common that is. Because mm-hmm. surely, I mean, with how divided our country is and can be, what? surely there are times that that has happened. <laughs> and surely a lot more uh, people uh, who may not want to call. Um, so, yep. oh, and let's, but let us end. I mean, feel free to throw in more, but let us make sure that we... Talk about Bartlett speaking to those wounded soldiers at the hospital. Oh, oh man. I yeah. <laughs> was getting a little misty-eyed. I mean. Oh, yeah. And I was th- totally misty-eyed. When Homeboy said, I want to go back, sir. Oh. And then, like, from that point, and then the other guy asking to pray with him, like, that, I, yeah, I was misty-eyed. Yeah, and then Bartlett, yeah, pr- Bartlett starts to pray to our father, and he reaches out and grabs the hand or what, what what's left of this soldier's hand and it felt just to me personally it was like such a thing that jesus would do like he's he's touching like the the wound of this soldier and like bringing mm. it into community uh together and it's so much of the episode is about healing and just like the different ways that people need to heal and and our healing we've got donna we've got the soldiers we've got leo and everybody's just still in process you know yeah yeah oh yeah and i really liked the whole not even argument but just the mention about it not being a photo op moment Mm -hmm. um i thought that that added a little bit of a level of sincerity to it and like and because after when afterwards when they're like 
yeah, you were right. It wasn't a photo op moment. It makes it hit home a little bit more. Yeah, I loved, loved that. Yeah. Oh, we also didn't talk about Will. There's a lot of Will Bailey. Yeah. I mean, a decent. There was a lot of Will Bailey. There's a decent amount of Will Bailey, and he's getting pretty fired up. I just do. I'll play a little yeah. audio clip here. Forget patience rights. With or without it, Russell is on his way to being the nominee, and God willing, our next president. So get on board or get out of my way. Yeah. Man, he's he's really suiting up, especially when he was talking to yeah. Josh about like how everyone's been too busy making fun of the VP to realize that like, hey, he's mm-hmm. gonna be the front runner. Yeah, they're definitely he's definitely frustrated. I think it's kind of it's kind of nice to see like a little bit of a fire lit under him. It's just a different side. I mean, we've seen him riled up before, but I think that it was fun to. I don't know. I, I just thought it was a little different to see him, especially to Josh, to just be sort of going off on him yeah. a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. And I think it sets up a lot of good things. And yeah. yeah, I wish I could appreciate it more. But I'm just like, Will, come on, buddy. Like, find yeah. find a real guy. Yeah. Find, oh, I don't know, Matthew Santos. Because it's hard to buy his enthusiasm. But but hey, we'll just have to see <laughs> <Yeah>. what happens. <laughs> Um, MVP? Oh, man. Um, can I already pick Mad Santos or? <laughs> oh, definitely go for Mad Santos if you'd like okay. to. Great. Mad Santos. Um, I suppose for a moment I felt like Debbie, even though I know it was a small scene, but yeah, I. That was a great scene. I'm definitely going to say oh. Matt Santos for sure. Okay. She just, she was just perfect in that scene i thought i mean just the pain on her face and and i don't know i mean obviously lily tomlin is flawless and everything in my opinion but i just thought that that particular scene because she has to act i mean we can sort of hear the other side of the phone call but like mm -hmm. just her whole like i understand i i you know i don't know her the broken up talking and it was Mm -hmm. oh so good (laughs) it's crazy because like it's just it goes to show you how there are there are no, well there are, like we talked to Janelle Maloney like there are no small uh, parts only small actors you know yeah. and it's it, I just feel like she's not in that much and sometimes Margaret isn't in that much even Charlie at times depending on the season and the storyline but like they each bring so much depth and grounding to their characters. Mm-hmm. That it's not necessarily about the quantity. It's not necessarily right. about the amount of lines or the amount of scenes that they're in. And they can still add an incredible amount to the episode. Right. They are scene stealers for sure. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that exchange where CJ said, you go, girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Kristen Channel was like, no. do people... St- or, oh, no. She's like, do people it's, still say that? And yeah. Kristen Channel was like, no, no. not really. Leo, Leo says it. And if Leo says it, then... I think the rest of us can. Um, if there are other things you want to talk about, other than the fact that Josh called Irish guy Blarney Boy, and whew, just what is, get your act together here, Josh Lyman. Let's just like yeah. move it forward. We are on track and now we're backtracking, and it's just, I want to see something happen. So um, yep. if you have thoughts or feelings on anything West Wing related, you can email us at the West Wing Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Winging It Pod. And the next episode is. Change is gonna come. Ooh. I mean, which. There's so many renditions of that song. I I better start looking for which one we're gonna use now. There's a great. One of my favorite guest stars in this episode. Ooh. Can't. 
Wait. All right, guys. Yep. Go out there and have a great day. And uh, we will catch you next week well, for our last episode of 2016. Woohoo! Ah. Yeah, it's Christmas time down here. It's holiday season. Oh. It's going to be fun. Yep. All right. Bye, guys. Let it snow. Let bye, it guys. snow. Let it snow.